just keep going. Everything takes time, but don't stop working for it, ladies. Don't stop working for it. You got this. You're listening to Femcanic Garage, the podcast that features women in the automotive and motorsports industries. A community that elevates, empowers, and evolves by smashing stereotypes and breaking down barriers for women. I'm your host, Jamie Blossman. Buckle up for the ride, Femcanics. Calling all women who love their ride. I would like to introduce you to a one-of-a-kind women's motor fest. You will not want to miss this sisterhood celebration of women-owned whips, cars, trucks, motorcycles, ATVs. If it has a motor, it belongs. Ladies, this is our motor fest. Boys are welcome to attend but the spotlight will be owned by the women in their whips. Check out all the details by visiting womensmotorfest.com. Charlene Bauer is in the driver's seat today. Charlene is the owner of Ladies Off-Road Network, Ladies RV Network, Bauer Motorsports Media, president of Ladies Off-Road Foundation. She's a dirt bike rider, hardcore wheeler, and the first female member of the Arizona Undertaker's 4x4 Club. In 2014 and 15, she earned the title of the fastest girl up backdoor at the King of the Hammers Backdoor Shootout. Charlene was also recognized by BF Goodwrench Tires as one of their performance team members and was voted by peers as an off-road motorsports Hall of Fame industry rising star in 2016. Now let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Hello, Femcanics. This is Jamie B. coming to you, and I have Charlene Bowers in the hot seat or driver's seat today. Thank you for joining me on the Femcanic Garage podcast. We have crossed paths multiple times at SEMA and different events, so I am really excited to get you on the show and share your journey. But I'm going to take a slightly different approach with you, Charlene, simply because your journey is pretty well documented. And I find myself doing this often with well-documented journeys where I don't want to regurgitate more of the same. What I want to get to is some of the behind the scenes, especially once you're at a certain level of your career, there's a look back period, Mm. right? Especially the business women. Yes, you turn wrenches, but you're a businesswoman. And that's the part that fascinates me. So listeners, what you're starting to see is people like Bogey, people like Charlene, people like Lori. I'll provide the links where it goes into great detail of your journey, Charlene. And that'll be in the description where they can dig in and we'll touch on that some. But I really want to pick your business mind to open that up to the women in our industry, because that's kind of the next level right? So I'm excited to dive into that. But before we do that, I do want to give a little precursor. Even though I did the pre-recorded bio with all my episodes and they get a sense of what you're about in your background, I do want to spend just a little bit of time in the high level, in the highlights of your journey. Did you always know you were going to be in this industry? Yes, ish. (laughs) Okay. Yes, ish. But I can't be more excited to talk about business. Like you want to talk about a topic that is my topic. So uh, yes, I, I think so. Uh, My very first job was working in a motorcycle shop, uh, changing tires, dirt bike tires. And I don't know, I, I tried to leave ish. Like when I got my fancy degree from college and I was going to get a real job and I put on high heels and a mini skirt and I went to walk, work for an auto parts inventory control system. So I was still in the automotive industry. Uh, yeah, I lasted there for six months <laughs> and then uh, peeled out and went back to the motorcycle industry. I'm like, yeah, that's not me. Um, and have just been somehow winding my way through and my story is interesting and there's a lot of it that's not online because you know like today I'll I'll share some behind the scenes stories with you I'll be vulnerable 
to some degree. <laughs> we're like, we're all scared to tell some of these stories, but I'm more and more open, especially with smaller groups of people to say, listen, this is, this is what happened in order to make it happen. And part of my story is six years ago, when I started Ladies Offered Network, what I was really doing was shutting down Bauer Motorsports Media. And I was leaving the industry. Like that is part of that story. I said, I'm out. Peace out. I've been here for 20 plus years. I'm over it. I'm done with it. I can't do it. I'm going to go get a corporate job. My goal was to go work at Cold Stone. Like if I can sell tires, I can sell ice cream, right? (laughs) And um, so I tried. And there's a big story. And if you want to lead me into it, I'd be happy to tell you about it later. But I never left, even with a change that is happening right now that I promised you that I would give you the first reveal on. I'm not leaving the industry right now either. So super exciting. I'm pretty much a lifer and I'm not going anywhere. I can't go anywhere. I don't see myself anywhere. So y'all are stuck with me is what I tell everybody. (laughs) We'll gladly be stuck with you anytime. Um, I want to talk a little bit about that six years ago where you were closing down. Mm. Tell me a little bit about that. Like, what was that defining moment where you're like, I'm done? Yeah, I think a lot of people can relate to this too. And it doesn't matter what industry you're in. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter anything. It's a part of life, right? And so we all ebb and flow in our life. And that point in time, we just celebrated 13 years of Bauer Media so that point in time, I was at the seven year, right? That seven year itch is what they call it and relationships and everything. Well, it happens in your business too. And I'm like, I am so over it. I am so done. I can't do it anymore. You know, I want a new job. And well, it's easy if you don't work for yourself, you just put in your resignation, right? Well, I couldn't just put in a resignation when you own the business. So I had to sit there and self-reflect. And the one thing I pride myself in is I can do that. I hold myself accountable to the hard conversations. I hold myself accountable and say, really, Charlene, is that really the truth? Are you being super honest with yourself right now? Or are you just telling yourself something fluffy in order for you to make yourself feel good so you can continue on in the day? So that's, that's a hard one. That's a hard one to do with yourself, right? So during that time when I was like, oh, I hate my job. I'm so frustrated with it, over it, all these things. I'm like, why? 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 Self-reflect. Understand your why. And I started to realize, I'm like, I work in the raddest industry ever, but I'm not taking any time for myself. Like, I can write a six chapter book, like all these books about all the adventures I've been on, all the cool stuff that I've been on, all the things that everybody sees me doing. But in the background, I was the media company. So I was the one that was staying up all night and making sure, yeah, we were down in Baja chasing the Baja 1000 with the top trophy truck racers. That was my job, right? It was rad. Don't get me wrong. I got to see a great amount of stuff, but I was also pre-running with my head in a camera and then While everybody else was sleeping and partying, I was on my computer making sure that the edits were cut and everything was out and everything was out the next day so that they looked great and we were off and pre-running again. And that all had to get up before I could go out because we didn't have internet service. You know, all these things, right? But you don't see that. And we don't complain about that because that's our job. Like, that's what we're supposed to do. That's what's expected of us. That's what makes us excellent at what we do is because you can turn and burn and do those things. Well, it's just hard and it's frustrating and it's a lot of words and you're like, I'm not enjoying my job. Like I have the best job ever, but I'm not enjoying it. And so that very last year of Bauer Media, as I was shutting down all of my contracts, because I'm not the person just to leave somebody hanging. So I would shut all the contracts down as they would end. There's like a yes year movie now. (laughs) I did that back before it was cool. I'm like, okay, everything that is coming my way, I'm going to say yes, I'm going to do it. Where before I'd be like, no, I'm too busy. No, I don't have time for that. No, I can't. No, I can't afford it. Now during this year, I'm like, I'm leaving the industry. So I'm going to take advantage of all the opportunities that I'm given and not say yes. Which led me into three amazing opportunities among many other things, but these three were the public ones. And uh, it was through BFG with their conversation. I'm a BFG performance team member and talking to them. They're like, hey, Charlene, you won this event last year. Would you be interested in participating in it again this year? 
absolutely. And they're like, okay, we're the primary sponsor for this event. Uh, it's called 36 Hours You Worry. Would you like to participate in that and be our pro team? Absolutely. Bad plan, everybody. You should probably do a little bit of research before you say yes to everything. This is the one I almost died on. So <laughs> at least do a little bit of research before you say yes. But the answer was yes, absolutely. <laughs> and then, you know, two for three, like they had two yeses. So I came in for one. I'm like, so my friend, uh, Emily just started this brand new event. It's called the rebel rally. Nobody even heard about it yet. It wasn't even a thing. And she wants me to compete in it. Would you guys mind supporting me? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, oh, didn't that just all come together? Great. So now I had these three opportunities and legitimately, Jamie, I said, if somebody, if I feel this way, and I'm the one out here doing all these rad things, other women feel this way too. And so I'm going to put a challenge together and give ladies the opportunity to join this challenge, to be my co-driver. Each one had a different skill set, right? Each one needed a different thing. So we'll just give them the opportunity to be a part of these events and do something that they've never done. We had two weeks opening. It was hard to enter. It was a huge essay. It was pictures. It was everything. Cause I needed somebody that had like goal to be a part of it. Like none of them were easy. And 91 women from around the country entered to be my co-driver in two weeks. Wow. It was not easy. And I'm like, oh my gosh, everybody, you are, you feel the same way I feel. Like I get you, you get me, let's go have some fun. I just got goosebumps. Yeah, yeah, it was insane. It was insane, the response. And like I said, it was not easy to enter. It wasn't just like a simple, silly little form online. So we went through the process and um, throughout that year, we were able to be very successful. And the very first event actually switched into trail emissions with Cameron Steele and it's an ABC special. And one of the girls and I went and did that. And then the second one turned into 36 hours. You worry, which is 36 hours in North Carolina in August, building bridges, driving over them, doing crazy things with vehicles, like things that I never thought I would do. <laughs> and here I have the BFG Jeep and I built this bridge. I'm like, oh, do you feel safe with me driving your vehicle across the bridge? And he's like, yeah, I just saw you build it. It's fine. I'm like, okay. <laughs> we took second in the pro class. Me and you. It would be like me and you doing it. Like just, you know, these ladies that were entering, they didn't have to be anything special. They didn't have to have a resume. It was just a lady like yourself that just wanted an adventure. And we took second in the pro class. Like that's saying something. And then and then the story goes, and this is the funny part, because remember, in the background, I'm shutting down my business. I'm I'm out. I'm going to go work at Coldstone. That was my big goal in life at the time, right? And I'm out. So <laughs> I started, it was kind of, it was getting towards the fall and I was calling my friends and saying, Hey, you know, I'm shutting my business down. I appreciate you always supporting me and always like recommending people call me for their PR and stuff. But can you just not do that? So I don't have to say no, like just stop it before it starts. So it doesn't have to get awkward. And when my one friend said, oh, you know, Charlene, you just need to breathe for a minute. Like, you just need to breathe. You're just stressed out. It's that time of year. SEMA's coming up. Like, you're just stressed out. I'm like, no, 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 no. No, you don't understand. This has been a year-long program. She's like, no, Charlene, you just need to breathe. I'm like, yep. Okay. <laughs> so I hung up and I kept calling people. I'm quitting. I'm quitting. I'm quitting. <laughs> and so two weeks later, she calls me. And I'm just thinking she's calling to see if I'm breathing, right? And she's like, Charlene, this is Barbara Rainey calling on behalf of the Off-Road Motorsports Hall of Fame. And you've been nominated in the Rising Star category for the industry. And I'm like, is that right? And did you know about this two weeks ago? She's like, I did. And I'm like, well, isn't that great? Now what am I supposed to do? <laughs> Like, should I just go ahead and write that resume? And if I get this award at the Hall of Fame, like walk up there and say, uh, thanks for believing in me, but peace out. Gotta go. What do you do? So uh, the next two weeks were quite the change. And 
my partner and I, we won the very first ever Rebel Rally in 2016. And two weeks later at the Off-Road Motorsports Hall of Fame, I took the award, which was voted on by all my peers as the uh, rising star in the industry category. <laughs> and uh, like, oh my gosh. Okay. I'm not going anywhere, but I also just cut off all of my income because all my contracts are dead. Now what do you do? So that's when I looked at the ladies market. I want to ask a couple of questions here because I like pausing my guests and getting these reflection points, Uh right? You can call it dirt maybe, but I started Femcanic Garage legitimately, Charlene, to learn from other women. 100%. That's where it all started from. Yep. And when I ask my questions, it's interesting because some women are maybe a little scared to come on my podcast because using your words, it's getting to the dirt. And I don't really view it that way. And not that you intended it anyway. That's not what I'm getting at. But it's genuinely, I believe every woman's journey has so many powerful knowledge nuggets. Oh, a thousand percent. And when I ask my questions, it's about me wanting to learn more. And what I have found is that it's oftentimes the same questions my listeners have. And sometimes, Charlene, my questions come from, I want to feel normal. Because, you know, one of the things about being an entrepreneur is that it can be a very lonely experience. Oh, every day. Right? If you don't have a big team yet, it can feel very lonely. But when you look at it online, what people see is that I'm interviewing women and that I'm at events. But those are blips, mm-hmm. right? They're blips and they're awesome blips. Yeah. But they're still blips, right? And why did you want to shut it down? Like you say the seven year itch. And quite honestly, I think the biggest challenge in any business, one is when you're starting something from scratch is figuring out, okay, how am I generating revenue? What products are, am I going to sell? What should I price them at? Right. You figured that out and you got to a point where you said, I'm done. Like why? From the outside looking in, it's like, damn. (laughs) So a lot of it had, and you can respect this. A lot of it had to do, uh, it was a media company, Bauer Motorsports Media. So I worked with companies, racers and events in the off-road industry and the media side. And um, when I very first started the business, Facebook was brand new. I was one of the first people that really took that on and videos were brand new. And so I also took that on and that was very new, very raw when I first started. I'm self-taught on everything or, you know, just like a random online class here or there. So the awful part is as the industry changed and as the media side changed, I couldn't keep up with the money. And so I saw myself as not doing a good enough job because I didn't have a red camera, because I didn't have all these things, because I didn't have a team, because I saw these people coming out with four or five shooters. And here I am just one person. And yeah, I had a camera. Now I do everything on my cell phone. But back then, right, we had to have a camera. Now you can get away with using your cell phone and you can just do as great of a job as you did before. Um, But that was totally unacceptable at the time. And I got into my own head and said, you're not good enough. You're not good enough to be that person. You can't compete with all these people that are coming in now that have had some legitimate training, right? And all the rest of it. It is funny to this day, not anybody can reproduce what I am doing. And I have tried multiple times to pull somebody under my wing and teach them how to do it because our off-road industry is missing that category. Nobody's really producing in that way. But it's also kind of funny because it's so much work and you're not getting paid a bunch of money in order to do it. So that was part of my decision making process. I'm like, I'm tired of the fight. I'm tired of the daily fight. I'm tired of all of that. The daily fight on the consistency with making sure that the media was coming out correctly, making sure that I stayed up with technology advancements, like, holy cow, that in itself, even today, I look at some of the stuff because I've stepped away 
not completely, but I have stepped away dramatically from the media side with what I'm doing now. And I look at it and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so intimidating to come back and make some videos. And then I make videos. I'm like, dang girl, you haven't lost it. You know, <laughs> like you were just fine. I was on such the hard burnout mode and I was so exhausted and so tired and so burnout that I probably didn't cut a video for three or four years after I taught somebody else how to do it because I just couldn't do it. And then I finally had to do one myself. How did you manage that? Oh, it was miserable. I procrastinated for probably a week. I procrastinated for like a week and then I finally did it. And I'm like, well, Charlene, you know how you work best and you know how it worked and you got to do it in the middle of the night and you got to do this. Like, you know how you roll. And so I finally set myself up for it and I set, set myself up for success and I smashed it out. And at the end, I sat back in my chair and literally I started laughing because that's what I do when something is happening. I just laugh and I was laughing at myself. I'm like, you are so ridiculous that you just procrastinated this for so long when you knew you could nail it. You knew you were good at it. You knew all of these things and you're just completely ridiculous right now. Like, what is your problem? <laughs> but again, that's calling yourself out. And that's making sure that you have the power to do it. Let me ask a couple questions real quick. One question is, when you had what I refer to as your monkey mind going, right? Like, I can't keep up with the, you know, these teams of people they're bringing in. I'm one person. And... One, that's my first question. How did you bring yourself out of it? I didn't. I changed my business. <laughs> I found something else I like to do better. I was cool. I moved on. But that was a way of dealing with it. Yeah. I think that's a valuable lesson in understanding when it's time to close a chapter to open up other things. And you know what? It is absolutely okay to close a chapter. It is absolutely okay to close a relationship. It's absolutely okay to close a business relationship. It's absolutely okay to understand when it's time to not have a customer anymore. It is absolutely okay to understand these things. But how you recreate yourself and how you decide to poise yourself next is what's most important. And never burn that bridge. Walk away politely. Walk away with respect. Walk away with your shoulders back, not with your mouth running. That's some words of advice I give women all the time. And it's, <laughs> it's rough and it's aggressive, but it is all you're doing with that mouth is getting yourself in trouble. And you just got to stop. Yeah. And that's not about muting women. No. The message you're giving right now is very different than girls should be quiet and sit quietly. That's not what you're saying. Not at all. And I want to make sure that it lands. It's about business acumen at that point. And it's about business maturity at that point. Yep. Be respectful. Be responsible. So here you are. You put that behind you. And by that, I mean... Bauer Media. Ish, yeah. <laughs> but you started to allude that that ish at that next chapter that you were walking into an opening. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so uh, that was by accident, right? There was no business plan written. There was no nothing like, what is life? Like, life isn't a business plan. You don't always just look at it and say, oh, I'm going to go put together this five-step business plan that I read about how to do online on Google that's not how life works. And so this all of a sudden was, okay, I am here. And I was told I got to come back into the industry and I'm not leaving. So what do you do? And at that point in time, it was really interesting because my dad said something to me that I fully respect and appreciate to this day, clearly, is he's like, Charlene, when you look at the entire industry, you're the only person that can do this. You're the only person that can run Ladies Off Road Network because you're not promoting yourself. You're promoting other people at 100%. And I'm not a racer. I'm not a business owner. I'm nothing. Like All I am trying to do is make sure that everybody has education. Now, that education can come in every style phase of life that it possibly can, and it's continuing to grow like that. But it's never been about me. Yeah, just like you, Jamie, like you're running this. It's your voice. Fair enough. But it's not about you. It's about all the guests that are on here that are communicating and being able to communicate to their group. 
my dad said that to me. I'm like, wow, okay, that makes a lot of sense. And then I started, so I started Ladies Off-Road Network by accident, no business plan, no plan in general, like, I don't know, let's go do some fun for a year. And again, I only committed to one year and then I was going to go get a job. And so I got into this corporate conversation and they're like, so what do women want? And I looked at them and I'm like, great question. You know, I've been around him forever. I've been supporting him forever. I've been doing stuff with them forever, but I have no idea. And so that entire first year for me was market research. And I took girls on trips and we did events and we did all of this kind of stuff. And I pulled market research and these girls that were in my Jeep and they went on these rad trips. Oh yeah, they thought they were on a rad trip. No, they were a lab rat stuck in my vehicle with me for eight hours. <laughs> Asked them every question under the moon and tried to understand like, and what is in your brain? And what do you think? And how do you act? And how do you react? And what about this? And what about that? And how have you seen your friend do this? And how have you seen your friend do that? Right? And so I came up with three words. And this is every single thing you see Ladies Off-Road Network coordinate to is these things. Women want education. Yeah, true, false, true, right? Women want adventure. Heck yeah. We want to go do rad things. Hello. But they want it safely. And so that is what I provide. I provide education and adventure in a safe environment at an extremely high level. And any single person that joins into one of our events, one of our groups, one of our anythings, they are definitely going to get an adventure. (laughs) They are definitely going to get an education. And I can guarantee you it's safe. Like Mama Bear is a hundred percent on board and making sure that everything is. <laughs> I'm chuckling because I remember at SEMA, I told you, I said, I want, want to have an off-road experience. Yeah. I don't have a desire to drive. Now I love driving, but it's just, I prefer track and just a different preference, but I have such an appreciation for all motorsports. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe. But what I told you is I said, I just want to sit shotgun. I want to experience it at least once in my life. And my partner, she's like, there's no way in hell I'm getting, I don't care who it is. I don't care how experienced they are. I'm not getting in that vehicle and climbing mountains and rocks. Won't do it. She's like, it's a trust thing. She won't even get in the car with me. And like, if I'm racing in any fashion. Yeah. So for me, it's it. What I want to do is sit shotgun with you at some point, Charlene, and have one of these experiences and share it with the Femganic community. Absolutely. Let's make it happen. <laughs> but yeah. So, and, and then what I was going to say is, and I'm not saying we always make the best decisions. <laughs> I'm just saying we have the best time. And we're like, you know, one of our fun little lines is, well, that wasn't the smartest thing we've ever done, but well, <laughs> it's all good, you know? Yeah. But that's also what us as ladies need because the ladies that I attract, and I don't attract them all. I'm just going to say not, not every single one of your listeners is going to be involved in my program. And the reason why is I'm extremely education oriented, but if you want to learn, you will be a part of my program. Like the learners are who I attract. And that demographic of woman is very interesting. And I, I love it. Like it's, there's a definite age bracket. There's a definite group. And that age bracket goes all the way up to 75. We have an 80 year old member, like she's rad, you know, and that goes all the way down to our 14, 15 year olds that are just starting to weld and just starting to want to try things like they're rad, right? So the bracket is super high, but our general space is right here in the middle. And that education, that want to learn, women don't want to go out and just, oh, like like your partner, like, I don't want to just go climb a mountain. <laughs> yeah, that's probably not the best plan. How about we teach you how to climb the mountain? And then, you you know, we'll talk about it for a little bit. And then we'll show you how to do it. And then you can do it. And trust me, she will do it. <laughs> he will do it. They will do it. Because it's that confidence building. So, 
more to the degree of us saying, hey, listen, this is how you change a tire. I can teach you, Jamie, how to change a 42-inch tire, no problem. No issue at all. And you're like, uh, that's way bigger than what I've ever seen. But I can teach you how to do it. And you can do that. Will you do it day in and day out? Absolutely not. Will you now have the confidence to say, I can change any tire because I changed a 42-inch tire? Yep. Yes. And that's what we do at Ladies Off-Road Network. It's it's more a confidence-building thing than anything else. And, oh my gosh, we laugh and we have a great time too, but... I don't know. I can ramble all day long. You keep asking the questions. What's the next one? This is fun. This is all great information. I think one of the key things with Ladies Off-Road Network, just to give kind of a commercial, (laughs) right? I think you're explaining it. It's the education, right? From your market research. Ladies Off-Road Network has been around for how many years now? Six. Six years. Now, do you think you're going to have a seven-year itch? (laughs) Is this where I tell you my next plan? I think so. (laughs) (laughs) Now, but before we get there, were you starting to feel the itch at all? Is this where we start drinking? (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yes is the honest answer. I appreciate the honesty. And I'm sitting there thinking when you're talking about it, I'm like, okay been doing Femkinic Garage about three and a half years now. So I'm just preparing myself. Yeah, you're still like, you're you're on like the, okay, you start and you're super excited and like, it's this great idea. And then you get into it, then you understand the technology and now you're doing it really good. And now you're going to motivate for like a couple years and it'll stay pretty consistent. And then technology will change. The economy will change. Something will smash you to the ground. Right. And then you're like, no, I'm too good for that. Like I'm strong. I'm not going to let somebody else pull me down. And so you fight through the fight and you make that fight. And then at the end you're like, okay, I'm tired. Yeah. And now what do you do? All right. So that's look at Ladies Offer Network. We started it by accident. Fair. But I love it. We are doing rad things. There's <laughs> we're not stopping. Sorry. You're stuck with me for a lifetime. But like we've did rad things. 2020 happens. Oh, let's take an event-based business that is based around people getting together and learning and put it into an environment where nobody can see each other. <laughs> Let's see how that turns out. (laughs) So I don't, I mean, you're starting to get to know me better and the people that do know me know uh, I don't give up very easily. And so the fight was gnarly. And while I'm sitting in my house by myself, which was very awkward because I'm like travel all over the country. I don't sit around. Like I don't understand that. So the first three weeks of 2020 and us getting put away, I took a nap (laughs) for three weeks. I just slept. I'm not going to lie. I would be lying if I didn't tell you the truth. I just slept and I slept and I slept and I slept. And I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. (laughs) I'm like, so this is what this feels like. And I just slept some more and I slept and I slept. And one day I woke up and I'm like, you know, Charlene, you should probably figure this out and see if you're going to like, how are you going to run this business now that you can't see anybody? Because they still got us put away and it doesn't look like it's going to change anytime soon. So maybe you should do something about that. I'm a spreadsheet person. I love Excel. Like Excel is my BFF. And so I started running some numbers and I started running things. I am definitely a business person. When you said that at the beginning, I'm like, Oh, this is going to be a good one. Like I am a business person to the nth degree. You see the fluffy side, you see the education side, but when business Charlene comes out, be careful because it's gnarly. And so I started running numbers and I started saying, well, yeah, this is not obtainable. Like this is not an intelligent business. This is not the way that you should run a business because it was just winging it and having a great time with girls and educating. And there was a core value system and that's what we were after. It wasn't about the money. It was never about the money. So yeah, everything about the spreadsheet said, shut it down, shut it down red flags, shut it down, shut it down. And I looked around and I'm like, this is when my people need me the most. And this is when girls need education the most. And this is when we need our network of friends the most. And 
Like, is that really who I am? Is that really what matters is money? Is that really what it all comes down to? And the reality is that's not what it comes down to for me. It never has. It never will. Yeah, eventually I'd like to retire. But that's a different story. And so during that first phase of the 2020 pandemic, when we were shut down, I came online. I'm like, hey, where everybody else is choosing to shut their businesses down. And I don't, I 1 million percent do not blame anybody for shutting their business down. It is the, that was the perfect time to do it. Like there was zero, zero justification if you needed to shut your business down. And I almost used it. So there is no moment in time I will judge anybody. But I chose instead to say, well, everybody else is doing that. And while everybody else is insecure about where they're going, ladies, we now have lifetime memberships. I am never leaving. You join as a lifetime member and you are stuck with me for a lifetime. I tried to leave the off-road industry a couple times. I will never be able to leave it. <laughs> I keep getting drugged back in. So the look of what Ladies Off-Road Network will look like will can always continue to change. It changes all the time. But you and I will always have a relationship as long as you want it. But we now have lifetime memberships. So I came in and played the long game, if you want to call it that, and best plan I ever did. And our group only got stronger and only got more consistent. And uh, I have quite a few people at you know, as they self-reflected after 2020 that says, wow, Charlene, it was only because of Ladies Offered Network that I survived the internals of my house. And we had a few events there that were in my backyard and hiding. And I literally on my phone talking to two of the girls, walking them to the airport, walking them through the airport so that they could get on the plane because they were so panicked about the COVID thing. And they made it and they left and they're like, okay, my life has completely changed again and I'm not going to live in fear. And so that was what I was able to do. And that's how we continued it on through that phase, right? That burnout phase. And now as we're coming out of 2022, I'm not going to lie, like, holy cow, the economy right now is gnarly. The gas prices are not helping my off-road business <laughs> and definitely not happy, helping the travel business. But that will all change. It's all ebb and flow. It's ebb and flow. So how do I adjust to make sure that we're adjusting for the opportunities that everybody else needs? So that's where we're at. This is a good opportunity to, I think, walk into this for the listeners in the pre-interview. You knew, and we made a conscious decision, right? Like, you're not going to tell me, I'm going to hear it for the first time along with everyone else, so they can get the legitimate response. <laughs> so decision was made, you get the seven year itch. And here you are, you're still here. <laughs> What's the big announcements, Charlene? Oh my gosh, are you ready? Do we have like a drum wall music or something that you can play? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know, that's interesting. I may. Now you have me intrigued. <laughs> Uh, I'm moving to Moab, Utah, <laughs> which to some people are like, wait, what? Huh? What does that matter? To other people are like, no way. <laughs> okay. Walk us through why it's a big deal to some people. Yes. So I am moving to Moab, Utah, which is absolutely the epicenter of off-roading and positioning myself, my education business and a couple other business opportunities that I have so that people that are making their cross-country journey, their bucket list trip to Moab, they can come and visit with me for a day, three days, however long you want to come and work with me and let me give you education, have a great time, laugh, and let me show you the best country ever out of Moab. So you can either plan it that way or you can just come by and say hi or whatever. But I'm going to go live my best life, as they say, right? That's the new like twang that's across the world is, are you living your best life? And so I am moving there to do that. Um, I'm also starting an events business. So anything corporate, weddings, business that will be happening in Moab, I'll be in the middle of hopefully. So if anybody has anything from that edge that they'd like to do, 
in one of the most iconic places in the world. I'm your girl. And that is so freaking exciting to me. About a year and a half ago, I started to look at myself again, right? Super hardcore and saying, okay, this is fun. This is good. (laughs) The spreadsheet isn't lying still. (laughs) So uh, you're not going to retire anytime soon. You're not going to live life in the grand scale working in the off-road industry, especially doing what you're doing. So what are you going to change? What's going to happen? You need to, again, look at yourself and say, well, what am I excellent at? What am I good at? And what do I truly suck at? But I get away with it. I like fool everybody. (laughs) Fair. And so I looked at myself and I'm like, well, I am excellent at putting on events. Excellent. Now we could go off-roading. We can have a lunch in the middle of nowhere. We can have a convention. I put on a rad five-day convention every year for Ladies Off-Road Network. Like we can do all these different things, but it's the event part that is the key part. And that's what I'm excellent at. So I started putting a um, events business together here in Phoenix area, just kind of in my brain, found some property, found some things, found everything. And then I still have to keep a business going. So you're doing this, you're up and flowing as things are going. And I also believe in time. Everything comes in time and everything comes at the right time. You can't always just push. Pushing isn't going to get you your answer, but working is going to get you your answer. And so I just kept working. Then I would hit not a roadblock, but just like a pause, like, okay, we got that settled out. Now let's get back to work over here and then we'll come back over here. And so this year, the big goal was to buy a house closer to this property that I had found. So the first part of the year, we were looking for houses and I found some, you know, it's gnarly economy right now. So we got into some bidding wars and it was time for me to go to Easter Jeep Safari to Moab. And I'm like, I got to go. We got to stop all this nonsense, like time out, right? That ebb and flow. Got to go to work. <laughs> so time out. I got to go. When I get back from Moab, we'll, we'll start again. That'll be in about a month and we'll figure it out. So I went to Moab and spent my 10 days working and no drama. I spent another week there just on vacation-ish, just hanging out. And I always say vacation-ish because do we really take a vacation? You're always working, right? True. That's the joy of being a business owner. Yep. Because you love what you do. Yeah. Yeah. So then I got into a conversation and all of a sudden I'm in the middle of this conversation. I'm in the middle of events business conversation and I'm in the middle of seeing what all that might look like in that location. And next thing I know, I'm in the middle of a conversation about a house that's for sale because it's super difficult to find housing there. And um, I'm like, really? So my other thing that I have to say to everybody that's listening as far as business goes and as far as life goes is you have dreams. Don't stop working at them. I actually had a girl on my couch yesterday. We were talking about it. She's like, I pray every day. You know, I'm just in the stopping spot. I'm just here. And I'm like, yeah, but what have you done to try to get yourself out? Like, how have you educated yourself? How have you done this? How have you thought about this? Have you thought about it from this direction? Have you thought about it from that direction? Have you put yourself in somebody else's shoes and looked at what they're looking at when they're looking at you? Like all of these types of things, right? From different perspectives. And so I started doing that. And all of a sudden, like, when the time is right, and if you believe, and if you want it to be right, the platter will be handed to you. And it won't be handed to you with a fight. But I also have to say, you have to work at it. Because this platter never would have been handed to me if I hadn't gone to a meeting that I did not need to go to. I'm like, eh. I don't want a job. I don't need a job. Are you kidding me? Me work from nine to five. Could you even imagine seeing that? Like that is not even something that I can see right now. Right. But I went to this talk anyways. I just called it a meeting. It certainly to me was not an interview. I went to this meeting because I wanted to learn because I wanted to say, well, if I want my own events company, why would I not go talk to them and learn from them and understand how they're talking to me and understand that conversation piece? And next thing I know, here's the platter. So never stop learning. Never stop trying. Never stop opening the doors. You never know what door you open that will all of a sudden awkwardly fall into another door. And if you look at your life and you look at the positive side of your life, that's where it comes from. 
And then you look at the challenges, like I, I have some challenges going on right now because not everything can be easy. So we're looking at something and it's like, well, I'm fighting this and I'm fighting that and I'm fighting this and I'm fighting that. And I'm like, I'm done fighting. If you just stop fighting at all and you let it go to a peaceful spot, huh, well, there's the decision. There's what needs to happen. It might not be what you want, FYI. This happens to be the decision that's not the best, but it is the best when you look at it from a different perspective. If you look at it from the outside looking in or you look at it from somebody else's view, you know, it might not be what you want, what your brain wants, might not be what your heart wants, but it's definitely what needs to happen. And it has been insane how this whole thing has fallen together. So yeah, so this is the first time I've actually said it out loud into a public space all super pinky swear but by the time jv's allowed to release it (laughs) it'll be out and about and around which is really exciting and i'm super super pumped about it so the future of ladies offer network looks nothing but huge and beautiful red rocks and orange and opportunity just flying at every angle the online portion of it will continue without even any question I will be opening up what I'm calling a mainstream brand. So there will also be a boy brand so guys can start to learn. I've been working on it for the last year and a half. So it's time for it to launch up, which we were just waiting on the timing. And I mean, again, talking about timing, like that just got handed at the exact same time. So it doesn't all happen right away. It it happens with a lot of work. A lot of persistence and change is okay. Change is the hardest thing ever, but it's also okay. It is okay. It is okay. You get kicked out of your house. Yep. Don't know why, (laughs) but it's okay. And you'll figure it out. And the next house that you'll end up in is probably better anyways. Somehow, some way, you just never know. It might just put you closer to somebody that's going to impact you bigger and better. I think you summed up so much so beautifully. And I think this is a good time to launch into the red line round because I'm curious what your answers are going to be on these. Oh boy. All right. (laughs) Uh, What the red line round is five rapid fire questions, no right or wrong answer, whatever pops into your head's the right answer. Are you ready? Are you sure it's the right answer? (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm ready. All right. Here we go. Who or what has been your inspiration throughout your journey in the industry? Who or what? Um, I have three men that have absolutely inspired me and given me everything that I need within the industry. Richard Winchester from BF Goodrich Tires, Greg Mulkey from Raceline Wheels, and Danny Grimes, who's actually in Moab and whose house I was at in this last phase, which is hysterical. But those three men have always inspired me and always given me that lift in order to go on to the next level. I just want to make sure that everybody also remembers from the female perspective, men want us to be successful. Do not ever forget that. They are trying to teach us. They are trying to give us the tools that we need. It's the listen part, right? Like listen, learn, take everything from them. They want to give it to you. And these three men have, among many other people, don't get me wrong, but those three guys from the get-go have always been there to support me. Where do you go or what resources do you use when you want to learn something new or you feel stuck? Uh, I'm a midnight Googler. I'm awful. I'm all over the internet in the middle of the night. Uh, I'm not a sleeper. I should be sleeping, but I love Pinterest. (laughs) I'm that girl. So I love Pinterest, Facebook, and Instagram. I'm not going to lie. Instagram, not as much at all. You can learn more on Facebook. But then once I get like dug in or I want to learn something, I am just that midnight Googler and just get after it and keep digging and digging. And because I don't remember a lot all the time or, you know, I'm not necessarily writing notes, I screenshot. So I'll screenshot something and then the next day I'll come back to just the screenshots. So those are like your cliff notes and go, oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. Yep. I remember now and then go from there. What excites you most about what you do? Mm, Smiles. 
you wanting to come and learn and then watching you get behind the wheel, even though you say you're not going to trust me, you will (laughs) and understand the power and understand the confidence that you have in yourself after you do that. That right there is absolutely what I do everything for is that end of the day where you're like, oh my gosh, this this was amazing. I'm like, all right, right on, right on. There's, there's no dollars that match that. Like, yeah, I have to charge because we have to pay for fuel and we have to pay for things and we have to pay for things. So sorry, there's a business here. Reality strikes. But past that, like the reason I do it is to make sure that every single person that I come in contact with has the best opportunity, the best time and the best education. What is a personal habit or practice that has helped you significantly in the industry when you feel stuck, unsupported or discouraged? Personal habit. I take two showers a day. Is that awkward enough to say? (laughs) I hope you use a lot of moisturizer. (laughs) (laughs) I take a shower in the morning and I, uh, I get my brain going. That like turns my brain on. That gets me going. That gets everything started. That says, okay, here we go. And lines in my day. And then I take a shower at night which is what like turns my brain off and I reflect. And a lot of times like I'll write at night, I'll write just before I go to bed or something, or I'll work, like I was saying, like I'll work on videos or something. And I have learned that I cannot turn in my writing at night. Like I have to be able to do the writing, take a shower, let my brain understand what I missed because it just clarifies everything And then go back to it the next day. And so that is something, I know it sounds silly, but you have to find your space, your time, your quiet zone in order to do that. Like I'll come out of the shower and just smash a bunch of questions at somebody like boom, 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 or, you know, get text messages ready for the next day because all of a sudden I'm like, well, what about this? And what about that? And what about this? Like I just figured it out and sorted it out and solved all the world's problems. So the people that are super close to me, I'm like, so I was in the shower and they're like, okay, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's my little trick. (laughs) That's my trick. What is your parting advice to other femcanics finding their way in this industry? Don't stop. Do what you want to do. You know, at some point in time, somebody's going to tell you that you're not good enough. Somebody's going to make you feel like the worst thing ever. Uh, Let me tell you about it. And girls are the roughest. Girls are going to get after you more than anybody else is going to get after you, which is super unfortunate in our world. But don't let it get you down. If you want something, you know what's in your heart. You know what's in your mind. If you want that, then you own that. Then you push after that. Then you continue to go for that. And do not stop. Don't let somebody else's dream or them and being intimidated by you get in that way of you doing what you want to do and how you want to be successful. That's my biggest thing. And then have ultimate self-reflection. Call yourself out. Make it gnarly. Make yourself angry at yourself. Like make yourself cry on certain days and say, you know what? That was the wrong thing to do. Probably shouldn't have ran it that way. Understand what you're good at. Understand what you're not good at. And focus on the stuff that you're good at. Learn how to do the things that you're not good at better. And don't ever give up. Don't ever give up. Keep going. Please keep going. Finally, where and how can people connect with you, Charlene? You can connect with Oil and I, since you've been seeing his tail. (laughs) (laughs) This is Oil. Yeah. Oh, he always comes around when there's when there's something going on. Yeah. Piston's running around too. You might have seen him earlier. (laughs) Is Piston black as well? Uh, no. So oil is black, and all you see is his tail go by. So the girls call it the dipstick. Oh, there goes oil's dipstick. (laughs) (laughs) And Piston is a brown cat. And he absolutely is his name. Like, that cat is out of control. He wants to go for every car ride possible. 
he's like, he's at the door like a dog. If he knows that I'm going even to Starbucks or something, he's like, take me with you. The girls at Starbucks know him. They're like, oh, hey, Piston. <laughs> so ridiculous. Anyways. <laughs> Yes, I'm that girl. I'm totally that girl. But my cats travel with me everywhere. So, like, they go in the motorhome. They go with me across country on tour. Like, the cats go everywhere. They're hysterical. That's awesome. Um, So, you can find me and the cats at Ladies Offroad Network. So, our website is ladiesoffroadnetwork.com. Our social media is Facebook and Instagram, Ladies Offroad Network. Super easy. I'm working through updating the charlenebauer.com and then the new business name for the events is a thousand events. So that will be up here soon enough. And I hope every single person will come and visit me in Moab. You are all welcome to come visit. I'm very open. If you want to come sit on my couch, you want to come chit chat, you want to come learn more, you, you have something that Jamie and I talked about and you want to dig in more, you just want some motivational advice for yourself. I'm here for you. A hundred percent. That's what I do. I call it my job, but it's really my heart and making sure that you have the best that you can have. So don't ever hesitate to reach out. My cell phone number is all over the internet. All you got to do is Google me and you'll find it. You can always reach out via text or call. I don't always answer my calls, not going to lie. So text <laughs> and then I'll, then we can call you back. You'll find me on Facebook. Like, yeah, so I'm always available to you and happy, happy, happy to help support somebody in any part of the automotive industry. Uh, I am part of SBN and the SEMA Business Women's Network. So it does not matter if it's off-road. It doesn't matter if it's on-road. It doesn't matter what you're into. It just matters that you want to be successful. And I am more than happy to help your brain sort itself out into how to be successful we really didn't get into the business side, like which is probably good because then you'd have a different perspective of me. But my business brain is gnarly. So if you want to ever talk business, beware. But we will definitely get after it. And you'll walk away with a different opinion. That's for sure. So so the business podcast for Femcanic Garage is actually the sister company that I just launched, and that's Femcanic Tools. Um, so there's a good possibility I may be knocking on your virtual door and saying, hey, you want to come join me on that podcast because that's the next level. That's where we dig in really deep into the business side of things. Yeah, no problem at all. No problem. I specialize in marketing, but really about living life. Oh, yeah. I love it. Charlene, thank you so much for being in the hot seat today. It's been a pleasure getting to know you more. Like I said, we've been crossing paths quite a bit. I've really enjoyed this conversation, and I do want to spend more time picking your business brain. <laughs> and that's a different podcast on a different day. We got a little bit of it in this, just a little bit of a flavor where those of you who have some of that business mind, you were able to pick those parts out. Mm -hmm. I know I certainly did. And I think the next part of this is really diving into the business and the revenue generating side and really getting to, to some of those nitty gritties. Yeah. Femcanic Tools is launching actually this week, the first episode this week. So I'm going to be reaching out to some very strategic guests. So I'm going to rotate this, Jamie. Like, listen to you, right? You said you're in your three year, you're growing, you saw the next need, you're starting this next category. And because that's what people want. And that's what people need to understand. And but this is also your passion. And so with it being your passion, and being able to put your heart into it, you know, that makes it something where it's not going to ever fail. It might get frustrating because it gets frustrating to us financially, but it's never going to fail because it's your passion and it's something that you want to do. And that's what I make sure everybody also remembers is, you know, passion is one thing, but paying your bills is kind of important also. So, so you got to find that nice piece of pie, but I'm super proud of you as well for pushing on to your next chapter. If everybody is just standing still, if you're in your rut, I was, this was my words from yesterday to the lady I was working with. Like she was in a hole. She was in a hole. We got her out of that and we got her into a rut. It's a, a short term. It was a short term spot, right? 
And she's been in that short-term spot now a little bit too long-ish. And so yesterday we just ended up being able to connect and having a conversation. And I'm like, you're not going to be at the top yet. You're not going to be at the top of the mountain, but we need to get you onto the field. Like you got to get out of the rut. So you were down in that deep hole and that's fine. We got you out of the deep hole. You're in the rut. So you can at least see the walls, right? But now we need to get you up onto the field and getting you up onto the field is that next step. And how do we need to do that? And then from that step, then it's going to take a couple of years, but then you're going to get up on top of that mountain and you're going to be ultra successful at what you want. Just keep going. Everything takes time, but don't stop working for it, ladies. Don't stop working for it. You got this. I love it. Thanks, Charlene. I appreciate you. Hi, I'm Charlene Bauer. I have worked in the off-road industry for 27 years. I am the current owner of Ladies Off-Road Network and Bauer Motorsports Media is the parent company. I am very excited to provide education for women all over the country in the off-road experience and for multiple other people. And I am proud to be a femme mechanic. Kat Jones is in the driver's seat next. Kat is the owner of Cat Pack Customs. She built her first project car, a 1950 Chevy Fastback, five years ago. During her first build, Kat learned how to do metalwork, suspension work by installing an airbag system, engine mechanics, and she has taught herself how to pinstripe. At age 54, Kat is just getting started. Kat hopes to inspire other women and men to create and learn new things. Make sure you tune in next week. Until next time, Femcanics. Thanks for listening to the Femcanic Garage Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Femcanic Garage. Check out our website at femcanic.com for swag and the links to the resources shared during this episode. If you want to help grow this community, subscribe, rate, and review. And most importantly, share this podcast. Spread the word. This is Jamie B. signing off. Are you a femcanic?